Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here, as always. Thank you for joining us. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm excited for this week because we have a lot of emails. Stanley, you step away from my gosh darn keyboard, honey. Okay. Get your paws off my keyboard. Thank you. Uh, a lot of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, which I'm really excited to get to. I just want to let you guys know it's new year, new me. And I know I'm about two weeks late for that, but the, you know, every year I think, I think I'm going to change, right. I'm going to change just every, every atom of my being is going to be different, right. Cause it's a new year. So it's gotta be a new me. And, and you know, who experiences that the most, my Amazon cart, because I have to purchase things, accessories to go with my new identity. Um, and this year we're going with healthy girl. <laughs> we're going with healthy girl 2023. So what did I buy? You might be asking. First of all, I bought a 64 ounce and I'm going to pick it up right now. You're going to hear <laughs> the way it sounded like a gong. I bought a 64 ounce tin water bottle that is heavy as hell, girl. I'm telling you this thing weighs about 25 pounds. So that doubles as a kettlebell. Okay. When it's full, truly, what is that? But it's humongous. Why did I buy the big one? Because I'm like, oh, if I just drink that every day, that's enough water. And I've been trying to drink that. I um, also bought, which I've been putting off buying for years, even though I was always intrigued by them. I was like, yeah, it's kind of like a trendy thing. I don't think it's necessary. I don't have space for another appliance in my cabinet, but I did go ahead and I purchased a uh, a, um, air fryer. So what is that? It's, it's an oven, you know, it's, it's pretty much like a little oven, but, um, apparently it's better because you use less oil. I don't know. I'm healthy as hell is what I'm trying to say, but I haven't used it yet. I'm going to use it tomorrow. I think I'm going to go grocery shopping and, and get some, get some goodies to be air frying. And one thing about me is when I get a new appliance, I'm putting everything fucking in there. If it's not glued to the floor, I'm putting it in the air fryer. Okay. And Stanley better watch the hell out. Cause I think the basket might be big enough. If I'm going to fry my little critty crack. Okay. He's looking at me. He's sitting next to me, my co-host. Thank you so much. He's my engineer. Um, so yeah, I got an air fryer. I also got a steamer pot, which I don't know what, what is going on with me, but I did buy all of these things that again, don't have room for in my cabinets, but the steamer actually is good. I've been steaming a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, you guys, I, uh, I've been drinking my greens. I've been drinking my, my gigantic water bottle and it's new year to me, new year to me. Uh, what identities have you guys, uh, adapted for the first few weeks of the new year? Let me know. But I also, you know, cause I was like on the Amazon thing and I was looking at kitchen stuff and different pots and pans and shit like that, like little gadgets and stuff. And you want to know why I will never be an adult enough to use. And please, for the love of God, I know I've mentioned this before, like in passing on this podcast, something I will never know how to use is a fucking cast iron skillet. Because what is that? You can't you, you it, everything gets stuck to it. You can't wash it with soap or you'll die. They're like, oh yeah. Like the good thing is that everything sticks to this. The, the other good thing is, is that you can't clean it off because if you use soap and you eat off of it, like you'll literally fucking die. 
So it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of work for not that much payoff. And this is where I say the phrase, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. I understand it. And I had said this to somebody that's like, you know how people like who use cast iron skillets, like that's sometimes that's a lot of their personality. You know, they're like, I am that bitch. You know, I am that bitch. And so I remember saying it to someone who like apparently fucking loves cast iron skillets. I was like, I don't understand what the point of them is because they're too hard to maintain. And she's like, no, no, no. You want to know what you want to know what you got to do. You got to when you wash it, you can't use soap or anything. But when you wash it, you cover it in oil and then you bake it in the oven with nothing in it. I'm like, I'm sorry. So here's what you thought. You were under the impression that I was going to cook. Then I'm going to clean. Then I'm going to cook my pot. Please. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Give me the nonstick. Give me the nonstick skillet or the little, you know, the little, uh, what's it called? Dutch oven, which I love my Dutch oven, but I cannot be, uh, I cannot be one of those girls. I'm sorry. Does look good though. Cause I feel like you get a good, you get a good, uh, you know, grill or whatever on those damn skillets and you can put them in the oven. But I'm like, I'm not baking my pots and pans. You know, I feel like we've crossed, you know, it's not 1882 any longer. We don't have to live like this anymore. Um, anywho, you guys, anywho, that's my rant about nonstick skillets and all of my new kitchen appliances. But yeah, my life is very exciting. What did I watch this week? I watched, first of all, I watched the newer, the newest season of Unsolved Mysteries which Unsolved Mysteries has always been my favorite. And I love that they have been coming out with new seasons every year. Really good, really, really good. Even though you want to know what gets me about Unsolved Mysteries, that theme music really hits when it's late at night and it's feeling spooky because you're a girly alone in your damn house. So be careful about that. Be aware of that. I also watched White Lotus, which everyone's been telling me to watch. Last week, I watched the first season this week. I watched the second season. And let me tell you something. I think somebody needs to check me into a hospital because there's this guy in it. His name's Theo James. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like very obviously a sexy man, right? He's a sexy man. He has a sexy body. He has a great smile. He's gorgeous. But you know who I'm already lusting after and who I have always lusted after that is a cast member on this show in season two, Michael Imperioli, AKA Christopher Maltesanti. And there were many moments in the, in the show where I was going, I think I've gone batty because if I was in a room with these two men, Theo James, right? Super sexy man versus Michael Imperioli, who I'm not saying he's ugly. All right. Michael Imperioli present day, not even Christopher Maltesanti. I would pick Michael Imperioli. And, and I do think that it says a lot about me. And I said that to my friend, Sarah, shout out to Sarah Brotherton. I said, girly pops, I would go with Michael before I went with Theo. She said, no, that tracks for you. She said, I wouldn't expect you to go with Theo. We don't do, we don't do things that are so obvious. I'm like, there you go. But it was really, really good. Um, You can just watch 
you know, you don't have to watch the first season in order to watch the second season because it's a different cast. But I'm telling you, this show is so damn good. I like both seasons. I know people were saying season two was like exponentially better than season one. I like both of them. They were both good and they'll keep you hooked straight from the start. So highly recommend that. I also was recommended by by one of the girlies that listens to the potty, Michaela. She said she was saying like she saw the the um, new movie on HBO called The Menu. And she was like, oh, I'm so curious what your thoughts on it were. So I watch it. I want to tell you, I wish I had that those moments of my life back because this movie was so unnecessary. Like I would, you want to know what it is? Here's how I feel about a lot of movies now. Like everyone's like so artsy and everything's like so artsy. I'm like, can't every movie just be like super bad? Why do I have to think about this? Why do I have to wonder what certain things mean? Why do I have to think about this and have it haunt me for years? I mean, I saw Midsummer for the first time about five years ago. And when I tell you, I think about it five times a week, the movie Midsummer. Why, why is that? Why, why do these movies have to haunt us? Why can't I look back on them fondly? I'm like, I'm tired of, you know, having to think too deeply, like put it right in my fucking face. So I know what's going on. I don't want to worry about symbolism and all of that shit. Like, Hey, keep that, keep that shit for the NYU students, for God's sakes, you know, Parsons film, Parsons film Academy or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't need to know. I don't need to be doing that. But anywho, I, I don't know if I would recommend it, the, the movie, The Menu. And I know there's going to be somebody who, you know, one of the girlies is going to be, hey, that's so fucked up. Like, you just don't get it. And I, and I don't. <laughs> that's also new year, new me. I just, I don't get it. And I don't want to get it. Okay. <laughs> I love people who think so deeply into movies. Like they really crack me up. I remember I saw this movie, um, what was it called? Like pineapple, what was it called? Pineapple pizza or something? Hold on. I have to pineapple. Hold on. Cause I really liked it. Is it called pineapple pizza? Yeah. Wait, let me just make sure. Oh no, that, that was not it. That was not it. This is like a, what is this? A commercial for pineapple pizza? What the hell was it called? Shit. It was something with pineapple. Um, but anywho, it was like an indie movie and it was really good. Like it was like a coming of age movie and I really liked it. Um, but I'm telling you, oh no, what was it called? Something pizza fucking hell. It's driving me nuts. I'm going to put pizza movie, but I really liked it. Cause I was like, oh, it was, you know, it was good. It was an easy watch. It was a, I thought a good movie, great cast. I loved the, oh, licorice pizza, licorice pizza. And, um, the, I was talking to this girl and she's like, yeah, but the, the characters had no depth and, and they were, you know, we didn't, I feel like I didn't know the characters. I'm like, I feel like I thought I did like, <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't need to know these people. You know, I don't need to know their whole childhood story in order to enjoy a freaking movie. But I don't know. I'm just not, I guess I'm not intellectual like that. But that just cracks me the heck up, you guys. Anywho. Anywho, not me blabbering on and on and on. You guys are like, get to the freaking emails, girl. So we're going to get to the emails. You guys sent them in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um... 
looking at my baby Robert. He looks a little, he looks a little chubby. I'm not going to lie. You look a little chubby, Robbie. I love that. But the vet said if he gains two more pounds and he's, he's legally fat or however she said it. And I was like, I really don't want you talking to my cat like that ever again. I really am not freaking okay with that because he's not fat. But anywho. Okay, let's get into these emails. Let's see. This one says, guys' bathrooms. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, Carly and the kitties. Hearing all these other listeners' emails about how gross guys' bathrooms are makes me LOL. My husband literally washes his face like he's in a goddamn Neutrogena commercial and dramatically splashing water everywhere. He cuts his toenails in the sink and just leaves them there. No, because that's mm, filing for divorce. Mm, Filing for divorce. And sometimes he misses the toilet when he's peeing in the middle of the night. I found the perfect solution to keep my sanity. We have two separate bathrooms. The key to a happy marriage. Absolutely. I agree. You want to know what, girl? I agree with that. I just close his bathroom door and forget that it exists. I'm a nurse, so I take a pair of gloves from work once a week and wear them to clean his nasty bathroom. I don't trust him to clean it properly. Plus, he does all the dishes and the vacuuming, so I guess cleaning his bathroom is the least I could do. Okay. I think that's a fair compromise. He does not use dish soap in the shower like I've heard mentioned on here before, but I'm sure he would if I didn't buy him Bath and Body Works 2-in-1 shampoo slash body wash. I can't imagine what he would do without me. Isn't that funny? You know what I was thinking about too? Like when it comes to guys' homes, guys' bathrooms, their apartments, whatever, like if it's too put together, that's also suspicious. If it's too like designed, you know, he's got stuff on the walls. He's got all this, like, if it has like a theme, I'm like, when did you and your ex break up? Because a woman designed this place. I went to a guy's apartment once and I saw that he had some type of, you know, like one of those, um, like those rugs, like with the, with the patterns on it, you know, which rugs I'm talking about. All the girlies have them. And I said, when, how long have you been single for? How long, when's the last time you go to, cause, cause a woman purchased that rug and a woman put that the, and laid that down. Cause there's no way this man would have gone into the freaking store. My ex, the way his, his last, like his apartment was like nice considering the fact that he, he is a man, like it was nicely decorated, I guess. But you know, his carpet was like that carpet that every man has where it's like white and has black stripes. And when he moved in with me, I threw it out. And he said, why did you throw that out? I said, because it was ugly. I don't know where you want me to put that. He was like, okay. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love to laugh. We laugh. We laugh. Um, okay. But yeah, if it's too much, it's a red flag. Because that means this man is married. Okay, this next one says... This next one says, confused gal. Hey, girly pop. This is my millionth time writing in, and I always love to hear your advice. You laughed at something I said before, and I legit felt like a comedian after getting your approval. So just seeing how you could handle the situation I'm in right now. I've been with my boyfriend for about eight months, and he's literally the perfect boyfriend. He does so much for me. He cooks, he cleans. Where are you guys finding these guys that are cooking and cleaning, for God's sakes? What the hell? He makes me coffee in the morning. He mows the lawn. Oh my God, you you guys have a lawn? He loves my cats. He tells me how much he loves me every day. And now uh, 
we've dated in the past. So it's our second time, meaning I know him like the back of my hand. I feel silly even complaining about this, but I rarely get to see him. I see him about twice a week and he sleeps over twice a month, which is nothing. I've dated people briefly who have spent the night multiple times a week. The last one lived in a halfway house. So I was like a hotel, Ella. Anywho, love how you just breeze past that. We want the tea. Okay, so she says, anywho, uh, he slept over last weekend and got up in the middle of the night while I was sleeping to go home. He texted me and said that he was having anxiety and couldn't get comfortable. I have anxiety too, so I can relate, but there's other ways to go about this. So the next day I called him and told him that it was okay, even though I felt so rejected. How are we supposed to live together? Oh, Robert, you didn't have to push the computer down like that, honey. No, he doesn't want me on the the gosh darn computer. Sorry, Robert, distract me. She says, um, how are we supposed to live together and you can't spend the night? I've communicated so many times that I need more with him and he'll try for a week or two and then go back to his normal routines. We're both adults and now kind of stuck in our own routines, but I do anything to pretty much try to see him more. Um, it's to the point where I make so many plans alone. And when he tries to get in the mix, it almost feels like I'd rather do these things alone. Also, this goes for the sex too. It's rare and it can feel forced since we have such a brief time together. My brain goes to leave the situation, but that's really dramatic. I think I don't know how much more communicating I could do. Am I just trying to, am I just trying this because it's comfortable or do I need more? Do I need to just be alone? I texted my friend if he wanted to, he would. And there's a new country song with the same name. Um, she must be a secret keeper. <laughs> P.S. Something embarrassing. Why do boys always talk about poo? My last, my, I told my boyfriend last week, the scale went up and he asked if I shit, because that makes a difference. I said, I don't do that. He said, when you poop, you'll lose about four pounds. Gross. Honestly, we love a supportive King though. I don't know why, but I actually like that. He said that. Cause it's so fucking true. Like I would never weigh myself before I went to the bathroom and girl, we got to be honest with ourselves here. I would never do that. So it makes sense why he would, why he would think that he's, he's on the same wavelength as me where he's like, listen, I'm not getting on that damn scale until I've gone to the bathroom 10 times. I'm freaking, I haven't drank a sip of water all day. I just woke up hours ago. The moon needs to be, Mercury needs to be in freaking retrograde. So I kind of respect that. He's saying, no, not my girly. He said, you just got to let one out. By the way, that's what my mom says to everything. If you're not feeling well, my mom's like, did you poop? And you're like, wait, what? She's like, you just got to go to the bathroom. You'll feel so much better. (laughs) Which by the way is kind of fucking true. I don't know. There's something about it. It's so funny because like you realize the things that like, moms used to say like just about our like typical mundane like everyday complaining shit oh I have cramps my belly hurts my this is that imagine like being a mom and having to hear that shit 24 hours a day for fucking 20 years straight I mean I I don't know what I would do but my mom had an answer to everything she would be like did you have to go to the bathroom she would be like um she would always tell me drink soda which is so funny like and also it works still I don't know if it's psychological or like placebo or something but When I was young, I don't know if this is like an Italian thing or what, because I think her grandmother did this to her where like, if your stomach hurts, my mom would be like, drink soda, drink like Coca-Cola. It'll make you feel better because you have to like burp it out. And I'm telling you, it works, you guys. I don't know. Moms are funny. But anywho, let's get back to your email. I don't know why I'm going on a rant. 
I had a freaking, I had a freaking Celsius and two double uh, and two coffees here. Okay. And I, and I'm drinking a gallon, a, an actual barrel of water with a straw in it. Okay. So I'm, I'm feeling frisky, feeling frisky. Um, okay. So here's the thing. I think that, listen, if you've said it numerous times to him, what more can you really do? If I were you, I would probably say, okay, I'm going to, in my head, I would just say, I'm going to pull back here because it feels like, and I don't think this is the case, but this is what it can feel like. Like it feels like you're putting more in than he is. And you're willing to see him more. You're willing to spend more time together than he is. And you're just kind of like putting in more effort. Right. But in our head, it could really, that could really be hurtful and it could feel intentional, even though I don't think that's what, I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but you know, people have different boundaries and different, um, things that they, they might not feel like they want to spend too much time with, you know, whatever, um, you know, like per week, they might say, I want to dedicate to, if someone's really regimented, like, okay, two nights per week, and I'll sleep out this many times per month. Like some people are like that, you know, but if it were me, I would go, okay, like I'm going to pull back. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to make plans with my friends and not in a spiteful way, like in a very real way. Like I would feel like I need to be really comfortable being by myself, being out with my friends, distract yourself you know, with things that you want to do, go out to restaurants you want to go to with your friends and, and, you know, do stuff like that. Maybe when he wants to hang out, maybe you're going to already have plans. I'm sorry. I already have plans and I can't cancel my plans for you. Right. And that's probably what I would do and see what happens then. Because if he doesn't make more of an effort to spend time with you, I know I would feel like, okay, then what is the point? Like, you're supposed to literally be so, you're supposed to be so in love with me that like literally every time you lay eyes on me, you throw up. Like I need projectile or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I think you should just be busy and see what happens you know, don't be too available. Don't, don't be too available. It can't be like every time he wants to hang out, you're free. Like, no, sorry. I'm, I'm busy. I have plans. I'm going out with the girlies, which is always more fun. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our friends this week over at better help. This episode is sponsored by better help. When life gets you feeling overwhelmed and working with a therapist can make you feel more prepared to take on anything that life throws at you. You guys know I'm such an advocate. I think we need to take care of our minds. We need to take care of our bodies. And I think that your life just improves so much. If you have a clear head and a clear mind and you feel at peace, I love the um, better help system because you can do it over the phone. I feel like I'm the type of person that like, I have anxiety just like leaving the house sometimes. And if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I'll just like cancel. Like if I have an appointment for something, I'll just cancel it because I don't even want to like get dressed and go out and leave the house. And I love that you can do it remotely. I love that you can do it without a camera on if you don't want. I think it's so, so great. Um, BetterHelp is therapy option that is convenient, flexible, and affordable and entirely online. You can fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's so easy. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Um, let's see this next one. 
So this one says, this one says, sorry, I know, I know some of you guys hate when I do that. It's like, what is that? Uh, okay, so this one says, pick me, pick me, help, I'm sad. Hi, Carly and the boys. I just want to start off by saying I love you so much. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too. And listening to your podcast brings me joy. I've been a fan since the Girl Code days and I watch your TikToks about 2000s fashion when I'm sad because it makes me laugh. Um, I'm going to jump into it, but this may be a long one. I'm 25 and I live in the Midwest. Shortly after graduating college, I moved to a city about an hour and a half away, which was during the pandemic. So I've been living in the city for about three years now and the majority of the time I've been unhappy. It hasn't felt like home to me. And I feel like it's been very hard to make friends here. <clears throat> Almost all of my best girls live farish away and are married or engaged. I'm lucky because I have a decent amount of people I know from college here. However, most of them are in serious relationships or are boys. Both are fine, but it's just not for me. I like nightlife in any capacity and staying in on the weekends makes me want to cry. I'm not kidding. I don't feel like I'm that old, but all of my friends here don't like to go out to bars or parties and prefer to stay in. It makes me feel like I'm behind because I don't have a boyfriend or want to quote unquote relax, even though I'm not interested in either at the moment. I've never had trouble making friends or plans, so I don't know how to navigate this. I'm graduating with my master's this summer and could probably find a good job here easily, but I really want to move because I feel like I've given the city a fair chance and I just still don't like it. I don't want to be miserable for another year, but I'm also worried that I'll move to a new city and not know anyone and will also make me miserable. So I'm asking you for your advice. Should I move and leave the friends that I do have and the family and move to the city where I don't know anyone just to take a chance on finding a job? Or should I stick it out here and try other ways to make friends? Please help. Uh, P.S. Here's my super beautiful cat. Oh my God. This looks like the Fancy Feast cat. <gasps> is that the Fancy Feast cat or is that the Scoop Away cat? Oh, gorgeous. Really, let me explain this cat to you, you guys. It's fluffy as hell. Her markings are beautiful. This is like a beautiful, this cat was like a princess in a past life or something. Beautiful. Oh my God. And she's such a girl. She looks like such a girl. I can always tell if they're a girl or a boy. But, um, okay. So here's the thing. I think you've given it enough time to adjust, right? Because I always say like, give it a year. See if, see if you settle in within a year. I think that really what I would focus on if I were you, because you're there until the summer anyway, right? Cause you're finishing up school over the summer. Tell yourself, okay, I'm going to give this till I graduate. And then I'm going to make the call, whether I want to move or not. You don't have to make the, the call now because it's not like you're going to move tomorrow anyway. Cause you can't, cause you're going to freaking school. So I would say I'm going to make the best of this time that I have left here. And if I decide to stay, I'll stay. But otherwise, like there's nothing tying you anywhere once you graduate. So that's kind of like a freeing feeling, right? If it were me, go out. Um, you know, there's different ways that we can make new friends, like join a new social circle, join a little club, maybe meet people at your school or someone in one of your classes or something. And just like put yourself out there the way you would if you were like going to ask someone out, you know, like, oh, do you want to go for a drink? Like whatever. What do you like to do? Let's go for a walk. Let's go get a coffee, whatever. Just like to make new friends and put yourself out there. So I think you could do that and just tell yourself like, this is not permanent. It's not forever. It's not like you have a whole family where you're at now. Like 
it's a lot of times, and listen, I know it's such a fucking pain in the ass to move. And I, and I can't imagine how much of a pain it is to move to another state. I've never done that, but I've moved apartments, you know, about five and a half million times in my life, but it's just, it is a pain in the ass, but it's not nowhere that you are is permanent forever. You know, I think it's, few more months, you could rip off the bandaid. If you still hate it, then, then you move back or you move somewhere else. It's okay. Not the end of the world. And it's a new adventure, you know, but I think go out, you know, maybe if you can meet people in your classes, even if you're just like, I'm trying to think of like the, the, the way that I would, you know, like, even if like your friends that you have there, like from college, if they have other friends that are in your situation, because I think that's what it is. You know, it's not like we stop being friends with people that are married or engaged or have children or anything like that, but it is a completely different life, right? Like they're busy. They have kids, you know, their life isn't going out and going and hanging out with the girlies, but our life is pretty much, it stays the same. So what you need is people who are in the same boat as you. So maybe if one of your friends has friends like that, then you can meet them that way. Kind of like get set up. Um, also, we have a very new exciting sponsor this week from Athletic Greens. Um, AG1 by Athletic Greens was the morning booster that I needed. Just scoop, shake, and have alongside your morning coffee or your OJ. It's like taking your shelf of multivitamins in one drink. You guys, I've been getting so many ads for athletic greens. And I was, I love when this type of stuff happens because I'm always so excited to try stuff like from the sponsors for the podcast. It's like the most exciting thing for me. And I was about to get the stuff and then I get an email. Would you want to, you know, do a, do some things with athletic greens. I said, absolutely, because I want the stuff in the first place. So they sent it over. I've been doing it this past week and I really do like it. It's full of minerals. It's full of vitamins. It tastes like, um, pine. I was on the phone with my friend earlier and I was drinking it and she's like, what does that taste like? She's like those green, like powdered green drinks always like scare me. Cause you never know what they're going to be. I'm like, it tastes like pineapple, but there's also like a note of weirdly. And I don't know if maybe my taste buds are off, but there's a note kind of, of like vanilla, like something like that. And then I had looked up the ingredients. Cause I'm like, what could that possibly be? And there's spirulina in it. And to me, like spirulina always tastes like very sweet, but it's, it's good. It's an easy, easy drink. I'm not lying. And it comes with this little, um, dropper too. So you do like a scoop of the greens, you do like one drop of the dropper and there's all your vitamins. It's like a multivitamin packed with over 75 vitamins and minerals for a major boost to your gut, mood, energy, and even skin, hair, and nails. And you know, we love skin, hair, and nails over here. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash secret keepers. That's athleticgreens.com slash secret keepers and check it out. Um, okay. This next one says orange cat massages doodle and embarrassing luggage. Fuck, very kill. Okay. This says, hi, Carly. Happy new year to you and the kitties. I hope Santa gave you everything. Well, thank you so much. Santa gave me a reflective hat so I don't get hit by a bus, which was Santa's Ellen. 
Um, first and foremost, please enjoy this video of my mother-in-law's or orange cat massaging my sweet baby angel, the doodle. Oh my God. Let me see. Oh, I hope my computer will load this right now. Download. Oh my God. Watch. It's a virus. All right. I'll have to watch it after because it's not going to download, but anywho. Okay. So she says, I was reminded of an embarrassing luggage recently. I used to work at Apple and one morning I had an early shift. My car needed gas. So I pulled into the gas station right beside the mall that I worked at. While I was filling my car, I noticed three people standing in front of the station with carry-on luggages looking a little lost. Now I know they're clearly not doing anything wrong, but I started assuming that they were headed to the bus terminal in the mall and knowing what an irritating walk it was from the gas station to the bus terminal. I imagined them trudging through the snow, crossing a massive mall parking lot and yanking along their little luggage in the secondhand embarrassment was real. Thought of you immediately <laughs> and wanted to make you laugh. Um, and then she has a, ooh. And then she has a very interesting fuck, Mary kill. A Lincoln Park themed fuck, Mary kill. Can you imagine? Can't wait to do that one. That's so funny. Yeah, no, any, any time you have a luggage, it is, it is the most humiliating accessory, uh, or just really anything you could be carrying. Sorry, you guys. I, uh, I just paused this for a second because I was sitting here dripping in sweat. Cause listen, one thing about me is when I put my heat on, it's because I'm shivering, freezing cold in my house. That's the only time I put my heat on. I'm not one of these people that like has the heat on all the time. That's like, I, I can't even imagine doing that. The thought of that just freaks me out. I heat it up and then I turn it off because the, the heat um, dries out my sinuses and it kills me. It just absolutely kills me. If I sleep with the heat on one night, forget it. So I'm, I'll be like shivering. I turn the heat on. Girl, tell me why I put the heat on 78 and I'm sitting here, sitting here like I'm in a damn sauna. Okay. But no, I'm not one of those people that could just like steadily have the heat on because I'll sweat my freaking ass off. I don't care. Okay. Let's see. This one says shit crappens for the pod and it's in a PDF. Okay. <laughs> Shit crappens. P.S. Sorry if this reads crazy. I'm high writing this. LOL. And that's all uh, <laughs> underlined. Okay. So I used to work at an independent pharmacy and we would offer prescription delivery for people who couldn't come in and pick up their medicine. It was my last day working there as I was starting a new job the next week. The owner told me that I could leave 30 minutes early if I took the two deliveries that were there. And since they were both around the corner from my house, I said, absolutely. The first delivery was to an apartment building. So I parked my car, walked through the building and dropped off the medicine. I noticed my stomach started bubbling in parentheses. <laughs> my boss had bought us lunch for my last day that day. And I get back in my car and I start driving to the next stop. I knew I had just one more stop. I would be home in literally seven minutes. As I'm driving to the next house to make the delivery, my stomach started to bubble again. So I carefully let out what I thought was a little puff, <laughs> not a puff. <laughs> Uh, well, I should have known better because girl, why did I shit in my khakis? <laughs> ah! No, because I'm picturing like a pharmacist, like shitting their pants <laughs> with the lab coat. Hey, why do pharmacists wear those? I'll never know it, but, but I love this. 
she he says like full-blown shit in my tan khakis mind you i have someone's medicine with me that i still had to deliver carly the way i drove my car with my ass off the seat practically standing (laughs) not you standing up straight in in the driver's seat pulled up to the front of the house and launched the medicine onto the porch. I didn't even care what happened to it at that point because girl, I have shit my pants and I have to drive home. So I haul ass home while sitting slash standing in my driver's seat and make the situation even better because the USP, the UPS driver was at my house making a delivery. So I literally had to wait in the car. No, until the UPS driver drove away and I could run into my house and get in the shower. Stop. I'm crying. No, I'm crying at that. Why does it always happen? Okay. So something I've noticed about, so a lot of these shit crappens, right? When we hear these stories, it'll either be like, I was at a concert and I couldn't get to the bathroom or it'll be like a situation like this, where you're like in the car on your way home, you're going to be home in two seconds. Right. It's like, you know, when you really have to pee and you like have the key in your lock to get into your, to your door and you pee your pants a little bit, you just go to the beep, beep, not the full thing, which is a little boop. Cause it's like your body knows that you're, it, it's almost going to happen. And then you get so excited. You freaking pee your pants a little bit. <laughs> I'm just picturing you guys going, yeah, no, that's never happened to me. I was talking to someone the other day. This is so fucking funny. I was talking to someone the other day and she's around the same age as me. And we were talking about like PMS and she was like, is your PMS worse now as you're getting older? And I'm like, it really is like, you know, I just notice so much like changes. I'll be really sad. I'll be crying for a couple of days, like while I'm like PMSing. And she was like, Oh my God, me too. I'm so like overly emotional and blah, blah. I was like, yeah. And I like literally one of my armpits really smells really bad. Just one of them, my left armpit. And she was like, Oh, (laughs) I'm like, it's just one. And she was like, Oh, that's, that's weird. You guys, what I swear to God, if you guys don't fucking agree with every single thing I say, don't tell me. It reminds me of the time I was doing the Spotify live and I told this story about an accident that I had where I had just moved into this apartment and I was having a guy come and put together my bed, like a, like a task rabbit was coming to put the bed together. And it's like a fucking, the bed took like three hours for this guy to put together. Okay. Has a million different pieces. And I'm sitting there and I had a UTI. Like I just so happened to have a UTI and I kept going to the bathroom, coming out, going to the bathroom, coming out. And then I got embarrassed because I'm like, this guy is seeing me go to the bathroom. Like literally I would step out of the bathroom and I would go right back in the bathroom. Because when you have a UTI like that, like you think you have to go to the bathroom the entire time. So like nonstop. So I was like, I'm just going to hold it like for at least like five minutes, I have to like go five minutes without going in the, in the bathroom and girl, I pee my pants. (laughs) I like pee my pants a little bit. And I was like, fucking hell. And I went to the bathroom and like took care of everything. But, um, I had told that story on the Spotify live and literally people were commenting in the chat going, ew, I'm like, bitch, if you don't fucking like it, Like, why are you guys saying ill to me? I freaking pee my pants. So what? Anywho. 
Anywho, not me hitting my vape. Should, should I have some water? Can you fucking imagine? It sounds like a boat is coming. A boat is coming into shore. Thank God it has a straw too, because otherwise I would. One of my arms would be like so muscular lifting this thing up. I mean, it is quite literally like it is like a lighthouse or something. Um, okay. This next one says, I'm shaking. Dear Carly, as I'm writing this email, I'm shaking from my anxiety. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost five years. Since the very beginning, we've made ourselves clear of what we find unacceptable. Both of us say that cheating and lying is unacceptable. I've also mentioned that I don't want to be with a guy who goes to strip clubs. I know some people are okay with this, but I'm not. Okay, that's fair. Like it's all personal choice. It's all personal boundaries. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I got home late and I got home from a late night and my boyfriend was already sleeping. I knew I shouldn't have looked, but something told me to look through his phone. I went into the search bar and typed in the words, miss you, thinking maybe a girl's name would pop up or something. Instead, I found a text dated a few months ago of my boyfriend sending a pic to his friend of him at a strip club while he was in Miami for a work trip. The text under it said that he saw someone famous in there. And also I'm such a pussy. I'm not even going to tell my girlfriend I saw this person because I don't want her reaction to me being in a strip club for multiple hours. Oh, that's weird. Um, I also saw another message from a different night. This was when he said he was at a basketball game a few days ago with a friend. After the game, he texted me that he was going to hang out and be at a couple of bars. I said, okay, cool. Have fun. And then I tried to even be sexy and say something like, okay, maybe we'll have more fun later when you're home or something like that, because our sex life has been horrible. We basically gone without having sex We've gone having sex once a month, if that. Back to his text, he sent a pic that I can't really tell if he's at a strip club, uh, but from his friend's response, it made it seem that way. His friend responded with, you never miss a chance to hit up the booty club. Looks like this girl peeped you taking a pic. Uh, okay. Um, sorry for the long-winded story, but I don't know what to do. We've had problems with our sex life for a while now, and I feel tired of having to try and fix it. And not only did he go to a strip club, but he hid it from me, makes me livid and extremely sad. On top of that, I had supported him when he had no job for months and held us down um, bill and rent wise when he got back up on his feet. I haven't had a job for a couple months and not once has he offered to help me pay rent or even ask if I need any help with money in general yet he can go to a strip club and support other women that he doesn't know by helping her pay her rent with her money that he probably wasted there, uh, with his money that he probably wasted there. I'm shaking, so sorry for the long email. Love you and the kitty cats. Okay, this is a lot to unpack here, right? I think, you know, like I said before, things like this are so personal and so... um it just goes per relationship. Some people don't feel comfortable with strip clubs. Some people do. And it's just your personal thing and your personal boundary with your partner that you have addressed, right? So there's nothing wrong with feeling the way that you feel uh, with that at all. But I think what's even more annoying to me than him going in the first place is the fact that he actively lied to you about it and his responses to the friends like the first response here saying I'm not even going to tell my girlfriend I saw this person because I don't want her knowing I was at a strip club like he's very obviously trying to hide this from you 
or keep it a secret. And then this other one, yeah, I, I don't like that. He was like, oh, I'm going to a bar after the basketball game. And then he was at a strip club. Like, that's so like, there's something about like hiding. It, it just makes it so much worse because then it's like, you knew that this was wrong. And that's why you hid it from me. You didn't think it was like an innocent thing. And this is like such an annoying situation too, because it's so easy for, if you were to express how you feel about this, right? Because I've been in your position before in, in similar situations. You were to express how you feel about this. It's so easy. And this is, I would almost bet my life because it's, it's the blueprint, right? It's so easy for them to go, I would almost bet my life that this would be his reaction. Wow, you're being so dramatic. You're going to break up with me because I, I, I went to a strip club one time. Wow, you're crazy, right? <laughs> it's so easy for them to do that and, and to gaslight you and to minimize your feelings. And it's like, no, you first of all lied to me. You hid it from me. And you knew that I wouldn't be happy about this. And then you still went and did it. Like To me, that's like, you knew this would hurt me. It wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know how you felt about it. Like you guys have been together five years. He knows how you fucking feel about it, girl. So uh, the way I'm kind of looking at it is like, you could talk to him. And if it were me, like I would talk to him, tell him how I feel about it. Tell him, listen, I, I saw what I saw. If you don't want to like give yourself up in that way, like, and be like, hey, I went through your phone. Like you could just like say like, I know you were at the strip club. Somebody, somebody saw you there or something like that. But I would probably just be like, yeah, you idiot. I went through your phone, dumb, dumb. <laughs> I once caught a guy like um, like talking to other girls because I went through his phone. This is so long ago, but tell me why this man thought I was a psychic. <laughs> I was like, because I didn't even like say how I knew at first. I said, I know you were talking to so-and-so. And he went, he went, are you a psychic? He literally sat me down and asked if I was a psychic medium. I go, what? He's like, how did you know that? Are you a psychic? I go, no, you idiot. I <laughs> but those days are over for me. Like that was like, I was young. I was young. I was young. But I think you, you know, you saying that you would never, or, you know, it's not right, but you went through his phone. It was like, it was your gut telling you something was off and, and your gut was right, you know, cause he's hiding something from you. So I would just say what it is. I would say how I feel, but also think to yourself and listen, this is like a really weird thing because when I've been in a situation, like the one I had just said, a perfect example, like I knew this guy that I was dating had been texting back and forth with, you know, other women. And we were in a serious committed relationship and I knew about it, but you have this battle within yourself. That's so hard to explain. It's like, okay, well, if we break up, he's just going to be with one of these women. And am I ready for that? And it's like, yeah, it, it's fine. You just trust me. You're, you're going to be fine. So there's that like thing in your head of like, oh, well, he's just going to go and be with somebody else. Cause he obviously wants to be, cause that's how we feel in our heads. And I think the best thing you could do is just like, really ask yourself and really think to yourself, like, is this my man? Like, is this my person, right? Like, do you want to be with somebody that will actively hide things from you? Do you want to be with somebody that it's so important for him to go somewhere? You don't want him to go that he'll risk hurting you for that. Is that your man? 
Is that the person you want to marry? Really? I don't know. I can't answer the question for you. But to me, the answer is no. If it were me, like, no, the the person that I end up with is not going to do shit like that to me. I'm sorry. Like, it's not that important. And I'm not like controlling. I'm not crazy. It's just, I have boundaries. This is what I want and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you're going to do something that you know would hurt me, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You're crazy. Like, I just can't. And again, it just depends on what you've addressed with him. Like, it seems like you've done enough. And also, girl, the fact that you guys aren't hooking up, you guys aren't having sex. What are we doing? What is this man bringing to the starting table here? I'm sure he's a nice guy, but what can you do? I'm, I'm not sure about that. Um, okay. This one says, hey, Carly and esteemed Robert and Stanley. I love you since the girl code days, but I was blessed a couple of years ago hearing from my bestie that you had a podcast. She's the one that wrote in about a shit crappens where she shit outside my friend's house by the car. And then later they all got to leave. Um, someone stepped in it and she totally played it off. Yes, I remember that one. That one's like, I would say in the hall of fame. Anyway, I can't express how grateful I am for you and the potty getting me through some a mentally tough year in my life back in 2021. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I'm writing in because my life has drastically changed in the last couple of years and I need your advice on my next step. I'm a 25-year-old trans girl living in Arkansas, born and raised, and I wanted to move for the last seven years. I can't believe I've been stuck here for so long, but I finally decided that now's the time to leave the nest and go to the freaking... And I have no freaking idea what's under it, but I'm trusting with my little wings to take me where I'm meant to be. I'm having trouble deciding if I should fly Southwest or Northeast. My plan thus far is to move to Austin, Texas, but recently with some anti-trans laws being proposed there, even here in Arkansas, I'm not sure if Texas is the best place for me to be, even though Austin is pretty liberal. I'm writing to you because I'm kind of considering moving to New York and I don't know if I don't know of anyone I can ask directly who knows the area better than my big sister, Carly. Uh, From the research that I've done, I know it's a tough place to live, especially at first, but it's, and it's not like the movies, but ever since I visited back when I was 16, I've wanted to live there at some point in my life. And my thinking is maybe now when I'm still young and a blank slate, I could move there because I have more energy to struggle. There's so much opportunity there to grow and discover more of myself from what I've heard, I'm by no means scared of moving out on my own, but being a little lonely or uncomfortable for the first year to grow and expand myself. What do you think I should do? Honestly, any warnings, advice, reality checks, or, or encouragement would be greatly appreciated. XOXO, um, below are some pictures of my children and traveling companions, yin and yang, and my grandkittens, <gasps> not grandkittens, not you being a grandmama. Let me see. Stop. Stop. So your two cats had babies to go. Stop. All the cats are so fluffy. Wow. This one literally looks like Sylvester. I would name them Sylvester and Tweety because one of them is like orange and the other one's black and white. Stop. They're so cute. And all the little babies are cute too. I love when you guys send me pictures of your cats. You know what? I always think like, how do you get, like, if my cats had kittens, I would just go ahead and keep all those. I wouldn't be, I would be like, get your hands off my freaking grandkids. You can't just be, I, I can't give them away. I, I don't know if I could have the heart to do it. Oh, hold on.
last slide. Okay, sorry guys, I had a I had a microphone malfunction, but okay. So I think you want to know what if I think it'll be great to get out and at the end of the day, no matter where you move, if you move to Austin, if you move to New York, um, if you hate it, you could always go somewhere else. Like that's always the thing, right? It's like, listen, I'm taking a shot. I'm jumping in the water. I don't know how deep it is, but we're going to figure it out. And, and home is always going to be there. And there's so many other places that you could move and explore. So nothing is set in stone. Nothing is finite. If I were you, of course, I'm partial to New York, but if I were you, I would go, I would go to New York and tell yourself, okay, I'll be there for a year or two, right? That way you don't have this pressure of like, I need to live here for the rest of my life. I think personally, I think you'll love it. I think that New York is very welcoming to, of course, and no place is perfect. Like, you know, like you're saying, Austin is very liberal, but there are some, it's, it's in Texas and there are some laws being proposed. Like I totally understand where you're coming from, but New York, there's a really welcoming scene, like LGBTQIA plus all the bars. There's such a welcoming, warm community that I think you'll feel really comfortable in. Um, And I think it's always helpful to just kind of expand and see what else is out there, especially if you're from a place like Arkansas. Like you have the, you you have a whole world to see, right? And it's definitely hard. It's definitely expensive to live in New York. Like it's not easy, but I think it's worth it. And again, I'm partial, but you want to know what? Everywhere is expensive. Austin is fucking expensive too. It's not as expensive as New York, but like it's doable. You can move somewhere, you know, move in with a few roommates. Like, you know, they'll like apartments, like, three bedroom apartments, you have two roommates, whatever. Um, and it's doable. It's not easy, but it's doable. Um, and, and I think it's worth it because you'll have just so much fun there. There's a whole new world for you to see that's outside of Arkansas. Listen, I love that song though. Alabama, Arkansas, I do love <laughs> Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros is the one who sing that, but I love that song. But I think that if I were you, I would move to New York. Again, I'm definitely partial, but I've been to Austin many times. It's a great city. I think like to me, Austin has changed a lot in the last few years. It's definitely become more of a tourist attraction. Um, Like rather than like when I first went there 10 years ago, I would say it was very like artsy, um, you know, like artists, musicians and stuff like that. And now there's definitely an area, not all of Austin, but like the downtown area is definitely like saturated with like bachelorette parties and stuff like that. But so is New York. What can you do? Um, but yeah, if I were you, I would move to New York and, and I think it's, it's all worth it. There's something really nice and there's something really, um, cool about being young in a city and kind of not knowing what the fuck comes next? Like, to me, that's exciting. And I remember when I was young and I was like, I was like a teenager still, I was like 18 and I was living in Brooklyn and I was just making enough money to like get by. Like I, to the penny, 
I was surviving every month, like that, you know, my rent and then like my Metro card to get on the train and then like whatever food I could buy, but there were no like luxuries in my life. Like I wasn't going and going shopping and getting massages and doing like, you know, like I really wasn't doing anything that fun (laughs) that costed money, but it was simple. It was like, I had no pressure. I really like, you know, my job was, uh, I didn't care much about it. Um, but it paid the bills and it was what it was. And then on the weekends, me and my friends would like grab beers from the corner store and like walk around and just drink beers and go sit in a park somewhere and drink, you know, and smoke weed. And it was just whatever, but that was like just such a simple life. And, and I look back and I think about, I was so happy then, right. Because it was exciting. I didn't know what was coming next. And, um, I had no, I had no responsibility. I had no pressure. All I had to do was just pay my fucking rent. And that was it. And isn't that nice? So there's something really nice about that. And you're 25, you're young as hell. You're young as hell. You got plenty of time to figure it out. Give it a shot, you know? Um, all right, let's get to these fuck Mary kills. You guys, I'm, I'm haunted by that shit crappens that we got on the potty. Not him shitting his pants, standing up, driving. <laughs> Um, okay, so the Fuck Mary Kill is a Linkin Park themed Fuck Mary Kill. It's and it's three Linkin Park songs. So if you don't know Linkin Park, I'm sorry, but I love I love LP. I love LP. Um, we have in the end, numb and one step closer. I'm gonna marry one step closer. I'm gonna fuck numb and I'm gonna have to kill in, in the end, which sucks, but um, you know, I have no other choice here because I'm not killing numb. And um one step closer really is everything to me. So I will go ahead and marry that. But that's a good one. Very, very niche, very specific. It's emo night girls. Anywho, I love you guys. Um, Have a happy week. Have a good week. uh, And we'll see you soon. You can send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and talk to you next week. Bye.